All right. Well, hey, man. Hi, man. Cheers, bud. What do you got there? I'm drinking a sipping tequila. Oh, my heavens above. I figure it's it's a super sexy, uh, super sexy album night. So we're getting hot with it. Okay. Uh, cheers, bud. Okay. Well, cheers. Click. Sipping tequila, huh? Yeah. Uh, so sipping tonight, we're sipping tequila. We're sipping smooth. Yeah, we, we both we both got our leather on. Yeah, uh-huh. we've got our leather on. Uh, I've got some Martin Gore chains. Uh, a, a, a shirt made of uh, chain mill. Uh, I'm ready to discuss these super cool, super sexy albums. But let's introduce ourselves. Oh I'm right. Nate. Oh, and I'm Elliot, and this is Sippin' Mimos. The internet's premier citrus-based libation podcast. Um, this is a show where Elliot and I uh, pick out an album of uh, 90s radio rock and electronica, mm-hmm. uh, although this week is kind of pushing it um, yeah. on my end, uh, and we dissect them in a uh, comical uh, and uh, oftentimes... Jovial? Jovial. Oh, I love that. Jovial manner. We're just having yeah. fun. But we're, yeah. We're, we, yeah. If it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. If it's, if it's your first time listening, we, we, we give each other homework assignments and we come back and we, we chit chat about them and compare and contrast. And I'm the electronica guy and, and Jake's the radio rock guy. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the radio head. No, I'm the radio rock guy. Right. That was awful. <laughs> Elliot. Yeah. What's been new, my friend? Uh, not too much, man. Uh, uh, enjoying the awesome weather and, you know, and uh, wor- wor- working a bit, listening to good tunes. Um, uh, how about you? What else? What's new? Same here. Uh, we're, we we got, finally got a taste of that lovely spring weather. Yes. So feels good. Um, um, but other than that, listening to uh, listening to some tasty albums. Elliot. Speaking of, have you yeah. watched, seen, heard, smelt, tasted, eaten anything cool lately? Ah, it's an awesome question. I've been eating like shit, um, and <laughs> it's it's just raining hellfire on my depression. Like, there's a lot of f- processed frozen foods, but uh, I need to get back into into. Just, 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 I just need to cook something. Smelt anything? I smelt this uh, summer spring air while listening to Depeche Mode today. Um, uh, Moon Knight dropped. Have you seen Moon Knight? I did. In preparation for tonight, I did. Nice. It, it was, it's kind of scarier than I thought it was going to be, man. I, 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 I think it's more curious. I, I thought it would be kind of scarier. I, I knew it was going to be, a little, it's going to be like, you know, uh, a little more intense, a little more uh, horror elements. Like, are you on episode two? Episode two dropped like, today. No, I only caught, I only caught episode one, but I have to sign in with my pin now. Uh, but oh, because it's like there's like there's like a or a, a TV MA kind of yeah. thing going on, a filter, I should say, the Netflix stuff. Yeah, people are upset because now like Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Punisher are on there. Apparently, people are upset. Parents are upset. I should say <laughs> shit. Uh, they're like, oh, if you know, three clicks and my kids can see you know some pretty horrific stuff. It hasn't gotten crazy violent yet. I saw episode two today, and it's pretty rad. 
Uh, the costume looks amazing. I, I get I get like notes of like uh, Daredevil meets Spawn with that costume. I'm Daredevil. Mm. Sorry, Deadpool meets Spawn with that costume. Deadpool meets Spawn. Yeah, he's got the the glowing the white eyes and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it kind of caught me. So spoiler alert for the first episode of Moon Knight. <laughs> um, when I, in the previews, you know, Oscar Isaac who's from Miami, he's doing like a British accent. And I, I remember seeing the previews and being like, that's weird. Like, I mean, yeah, he can pull it off. He's a great actor, but that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you learn that he's got another personality going on. And the personality is Michael. Um, uh, Mark. Mark. Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Mark Spector speaks in, like I guess an, an American, an American accent. accent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that was uh, Oscar Isaac's idea. Like, oh, be, how uh, uh, how can we better di- different differentiate these guys? So he's like, I can let, let me do like a kind of like a you know posh ish. Like you know, it's a very specific accent, right? Like yeah. he's like, oh, oh, you know, kind of like befuddled, you know, yeah. oh, Hugh, Hugh Grantian accent almost <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> But like, you know, and with no gravitas, and he's like kind of high pitched. And then like Mark Spector is like in the mirror, like, no, let me in. I can save us. Um, it's cool. Were you a Moon Knight reader? Do you know much about the character? Man, I was talking about, I was actually talking about this with a friend of the show, uh, Robert. Um, Hi, Rob. Uh, regular listener too. So thanks, Rob. Um, thanks, Bobby. And I was like, you know, I remember... There was a run um, that Moon Knight did. Uh, well, he didn't, but Marvel did. Um, and it was like the first time I'd ever like heard of the character. Let me see. The, uh, it was uh, David Finch was the artist, um, and Charlie Houston uh, was the um, uh, wrote it. And that was the first time I, I'd ever seen this character. I just remember thinking, "Oh, he, that's super badass looking." You know, he's got. Yeah. You can't really see his face uh, no. black and he's got, you can see his eyes and he's got the pointed hood thing. Yeah. Um, so I read some of that back in the day, not enough to really retain, but that is it. How about you? I never read the, I never read Moon Knight. So I'm kind of going in pretty fresh. Cause I don't, I don't know a lot and the show it's not a spoiler really, but like even by the second episode, they haven't really alluded to the greater MCU. Um, yet but but uh so you can you can watch this pretty clean um but i i do understand like munich has crossed over with like blade and yeah. uh black knight and stuff like that so maybe we might get a, bl- a black knight cameo that's what i remember on reddit i saw that it was uh because it'll, it'll be kit harrington right yeah he's black knight yeah uh, from 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 the best Marvel movie eternals oh man oh man Every now and then I think about that movie and I just get sad. I'm like, oh man, that was such a bummer. Um, <sighs> should it should have been a it should have been a Disney series. It should have been on Disney Plus. Really, I, I, I'm I'm here for it. I think I think it, it looks really great. It's great. It's great seeing Ethan Hawke in a villain role. Um, yeah, I'm assuming he's a villain because he he was you know he was bad in that first episode. So, <laughs> but you know who knows. Um, so it's great seeing him as kind of like this like crazy like religious uh like cult figure 
Um, yeah, it's kind of like a cult leader thing going on. Yeah, I, th- I think the idea is that like uh, Moon Knight or Mark, at least the personality within this person, like we don't really know yet who the original is. I don't know. It's it's confusing, but um, they're both. And okay, so like Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are both like uh, they work for these two opposing gods that have different ideas on like justice. And they have, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Ephemery Abraham is credited in it. I don't know if he's the the voice that Oscar Isaac hears when he's in the field and he's like, good top, we've got to go, or something like that. Do you remember that? Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, wait, who is F. Murray Abraham? F. Murray Abraham, uh, he was in Amadeus. Uh, he played Salieri in Amadeus. Um, oh, wow. He must play Kanchu. Kanchu is the, is the Egyptian god of the moon uh, that Moon Knight kind of works for. He's the, the avatar. They call you nailed it. Very lot, lot of gravitas. Yeah, like do it, kill him. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Cool. He was in. He was in the Grand Budapest. Uh, he played Mister Mustafa. If you. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I love that. Cool. All right. How about you? Have you seen anything? Uh, I was actually just pulling up my letterbox. I'm like, what have I watched lately? I oh you'll you'll love this. I actually finally saw Office Space. You hadn't seen Office Space, bro. I never saw it. You know, it's one of those movies. Like I was watching it, and there were certain scenes, and I was just like, oh, I remember seeing previews for this on like VHS tapes. You know, yeah. like oh, I remember this. <laughs> you know, work. And uh, I but I'd never seen it. Oh, what you well, what do you think of Office Space? That was hilarious. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, it was great, uh, painfully relatable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. In a lot of ways. Uh, um, uh, Mike, Mike Judge, who is from Austin, or, or at least shoots in Austin, and Office Space was shot in Austin. The bar uh, that Jennifer Aniston works in uh, is Baker Street. Shout out Baker Street. They shot Office Space in Baker Street. Many, I- many nights were uh, this show... Baker Street was this show was arguably birthed in two places. We've talked about Gordo's and you know our our patron Saint Reuben. Yeah, um, but you know the other place this show was birthed, arguably Baker Street. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> many a Pearl Snap and an Elliot was 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 had yeah. was, was during, while like discussing. We should do a show. We should do a show, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, just over a few beers, like we're great. People want to listen to us. I know. <laughs> uh, ba- Baker Street was our incubator. That was the Ooh, word I was was I was trying to find. <laughs> and I was watching it with that eye. I was like, okay, I know, I know this film at, at, at Baker. I just, but I don't recognize it because like it looks like a Chili's. It looks like a like a yeah. PGI Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a shot where. Jen Aniston is sitting at a bar at the the long side of the bar facing the stage, and in the back there's like a big chalkboard or a big board where they now write the beer selection at Baker Street. Uh, uh And I was like, "Oh my god, I know exactly. I've sat there before." So far out, far out. Um, So yeah, but but other than that, um, did Moon? I've been watching Winning Time, the uh, um, the Lakers show. Um, Mm I talked about it uh, last time, but uh, 
that's pretty much that's pretty much have you have you have you started that this this flag means death no is that the um that's the uh um uh uh, uh taika waititi show yeah. is it is it cool should i watch it i started it it's i think i i think i need to go into it not expecting what we do in the shadows uh-huh. with pirates right i think I, I i that was on me um but i'm gonna give it another give it another try uh <laughs> Rise, Rise Darby um, is the star. He Reese Darby, Reese, um, and he's hilarious. He plays the head of the the werewolves in what we do in the shadows movie. Yeah, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> he's the he's the flight of the Concords uh, like a uh, manager, or whatever. I or uh, age. the first time I saw him was, uh, it was in that it was in the Jim Carrey movie like a like a c-grade jim carrey movie called yes man yeah with with zoe de chanel and zoe he plays jim carrey's boss at the bank uh-huh. i'm gonna do a really bad really bad he's like <laughs> he's like hey you uh you know you gotta come to my party you know i've got this i've got a you know exclusive membership to costco so i just buy large <laughs> everything so we'll be stacked and Jim Carrey's like, I don't think uh, Costco is an exclusive uh, membership. And he's like, Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, not everyone <laughs> has a call there, you know. And, um, and I, I loved him in that. Uh, he's so funny. So it's cool to see him with his own show. Yeah, bad meeting. Yeah, he's got a he's got a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the best joke in uh in Concords was like, <laughs> like bandmates don't date bad other bandmates, girlfriends, ex or present. Like you get into a whole Fleetwood Mac situation. And then like, 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 mind you, they did make all, all the best work to that period and, and breakfast <laughs> rumors. And he go, and Restarby goes, no, it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite bit. It's so fun. <laughs> no, it's all true. I love it. Cause even, even, even in this like pirate show, he, he always just comes off as like, like a very well-meaning, uh, sweet, yeah. sweet character, even as a werewolf, like he's yeah. very sweet. He seems like a really sweet man. There was an episode of Concords where, where they're bowling. It's like the one where they, they meet. Uh, is it, what's his name? Is it Murray? Whatever, his, name, his character's name. Like they meet his other friend and he, and he doesn't like the Concords. They, they, go, they go bowling. They, they do the music video for Friends and they're bowling. And that's at Brooklyn Bowl. And I've bowled there before. I thought it was cool. Speaking, they, speaking of places that are shot and stuff that we watch. They, they do shows there, right? Brooklyn Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, have you seen any cool show? Uh, have you been to any cool events lately? I think you have. Oh, Didn't oh man. So, yeah, you know, so so recently, uh, live music has come back. You know, uh, in a mm-hmm. way, really did miss going to see, going to see concerts, and I actually got to see Judas Priest a couple weeks ago. Oh wow! How was that? The loudest concert I've ever been to in my the, life. The, the loudest, or the 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 most recent, because we're getting older and it seemed loud. Was it really that loud? Was it like rattling your rib cage and shit? It was. I had to. I had a. I, I carry earplugs with me now. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Because uh, as you know, I I I I have like partial deafness in my mm. in one of my ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of 
for some reason it's just kind of happening it's not fun but um, yeah but i'm just like well i gotta i gotta hang on to what i have so yeah yeah truth but but at one point I did take my earplugs out just to see. Oh my god, it was the loudest! Like at one point, Rob Halford, the singer, uh-huh. wrote, wrote on to the stage with his Harley Davidson. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and it was it was a great show. You know, like um, I've talked about um, my paper and my time in school, and Judas Priest was like constantly on in the background. Uh, you know. And I, I read about them, learned a lot about this band that I'd never really listened to a ton of before. I was always more of like the Sabbath school of heavy metal. Mm. And so being able to see them live and, and hear them, you know, play these like play these songs was really special. And uh, it was it was an experience I'm, I'm very grateful for. Awesome. Great. Uh, and then actually we got to see John Mulaney uh, do stand up. You went to the Mulaney show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how was it? It was good. It was really good. Uh, it was, so um, we're recording this uh, in April, 2022. So if mm-hmm. you're listening back, uh, John Mulaney, uh, you know, just uh, finished uh, a stint in rehab. Um, mm-hmm. And he, that the, the show centered a lot on his experience in rehab. Yeah, yeah. And really funny, and it, it, he just had like, it was like it had like that um, that sarcastic bitterness. But I'm gonna make fun of myself and everyone here that John Mulaney does so well. Yeah, like, I'm a big I'm a big fan. He's he's, he's, a, he's just a really good storyteller too. Like I don't know, he he is. He he looks really healthy. Um, good. Uh, he he talked about one of the i won't i won't give it up because i you know it was one of those things where we had to like put our phones away um, yeah 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 i won't i won't say too much just in case he does like a, a netflix special um one of the jokes he he told was how when he got to rehab he was afraid that people were going to recognize him and he was like he was so worried about that mm-hmm. but when he got there no one recognized him yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he was he was there, and they they were he was talking with with another uh, with another person, and they're like, "Oh, what do you do?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm a comedian." And the person mm-hmm. asked, "You make a living doing that?" You know? And <laughs> wow. And then the, he was like, "And he goes, and you you won't believe it, you know? I made the paper, and you know, there I was, and I left the paper out in the common area." <laughs> And we just walk by and be like, oh my, what? Oh my. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to see this. Oh, that's great. It, it, it was, it was really cool. We caught the late show. Nice. Uh, so, and, and it was a, it was like a school night and I'm just like, oh man, uh, can't hang like I used to, but uh, yeah. we, had a, we had a really great time. Oh, that's great. That's great. Something I forgot. I forgot to mention. I finally saw Dune. Dune? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, awesome. What'd you think of Dune? Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, that, was a, that was a very long pause. <laughs> we're going to li- leave that pause in. Wait, did, oh, you didn't, you're, you seem 
perplexed by it. I didn't, I didn't connect with it the way I was hoping to. Um, Are you familiar with the source material at all? Did you see I, went, the... I went to it like having seen five minutes of the David Lynch version. Yeah, and... that's about all most people can stomach, honestly. It's bonkers. It's very strange, uh, you know, um, but I mean, I mean, I didn't, I mean, it, it was, I didn't, like I said, like connect with it the way I was hoping to. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful movie. Like, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Like on, on letterbox, it got a star, just, it got like a whole star just on like the worm scene where the worm eats, comes out of the sand and devours like a, a ship. Yeah. I was well, like, it, I was, it was, it was, it was, it was one of the machines that was mining the spice. Yes. Uh, on Arrakis Dune. Arrakis. <laughs> you, should, you don't know this? You didn't get my notes that I sent you? <laughs> so I sent you a whole thing of notes on like how to... <laughs> I, you know, gorgeous, super... Uh, I, I just, you know, I need to... I need to I need to let it uh, marinate, marinate, and uh, I, I I need to revisit. Okay, you don't have to like it. Like it's a weird concept, and like like the story is inherently weird because like there's like te- te- telepathy and like uh, you know like the voice that they do and all that, and like yeah, the you know like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah, right. Um, yeah, it was cool to see Oscar Isaac uh, doing his thing. Good old Moon Knight. Um, but you know, like. The the cine, the the cinematography, gorgeous, you know. Oh, Denis Villeneuve, man, he's <laughs> the guy that did Blade Runner twenty forty nine and and uh, all that good stuff. And I think like all the it won all the Oscars for like all the visual stuff. I think it like won six Oscars based on one. Uh, but the cinematography was just like stunning. Um, really, really left an impact on me, and I was really taken away by um the uh all the uh wide angles <laughs> those angles be wide those angles be wide okay are you ready to do this let's do it here we go <laughs>
So on my album this week is Wide Angle by Hybrid. Uh, Hybrid's like another, oh, it's, uh, it's not quite a duo because they've rotated members up quite a bit, um, but this is like a breakbeat, symphonic kind of uh, project that's been going on for a long time. They just are still putting that stuff out. Um, this album came out in what, 99? 99? Yeah, 90, September of 99. Um, I think it's uh, deeply uh, special and fantastic and quite cinematic even in scope. Boom. Um, these guys are just like, they're, they're, they're electronic musicians. It's, it's dance tempo, but it does drop a bit. And get, it gets a little loungy and almost hip hop-y at, at some corners. Uh, but they've they've layered in these beautiful strings, which is not which is it, it then becomes their uh, their kind of their the, the, what they're known for. Like the, hybrids, the breakbeat uh, production group that makes these cool like dance tunes um, with these beautiful strings behind them, and I think it's quite breathtaking. I, I think it's like a, one of the, you know another kind of underrated album, but it, it did it was critically praised. Uh, uh, Jake, what'd you think? Hybrid's Wide Angle. Oh, I love this one. Yeah? You, I remember when you prescribed it mm-hmm. for a sign for the show. Yes. Uh, you were like, okay, this is like, I remember you said Portishead meets Crystal Method. Yeah. As you know, if you've been keeping up with the show, Crystal, Crystal Method's Vegas is like my, uh, What's the, when you do, uh, when you do an assignment, my, um, not an assignment, when you do like a, an experiment, the thing that doesn't change? Control. The control. Yeah. Um, but I have that, to be wary with it because it backfired on me with, with uh, Fluke. But like, I, but I had to, because I, 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 I do think they're, this band's related, at least in tempo and production styles to Crystal Method a bit with the synths and like, um, and, and all that, but but uh, did, did that track for you? Absolutely. So I the the Portishead. I heard that a lot more towards the end of the album. Okay. Okay. So this one features. Is it the two? They're a married couple, aren't they? The group has kind of uh, changed forms quite a bit. Is this Charlotte Truman or? It was formed in 95 by Mike Truman, Chris Healings, and Lee Mullen, which were, were all like uh, kind of electronic producers. I don't believe, uh, I think Truman eventually brings on his wife or his sister. I don't even know. Uh, Mike and Charlotte. Yeah, it was weird. Like, you know, I, I, on the Wikipedia page, there wasn't, you know, there's usually, there's usually like personnel on an album. Mm-hmm. This one didn't have it, which, which I thought was strange. It gets a little confusing. So this, I think this one, this one is, um, I think for this is you know their earlier work they, they keep they keep going, um, uh, and this I believe is Mike Truman, Chris Healings, um, and I think Lee Mullen helps a little bit, okay. and I think as does like BT. the The vocals are actually by Julie Cruz, who who um, is known for the for the original um, song that ended up being the the theme for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Which brings us back to uh, Dune, yeah. as the director of Twin Peaks made Dune. This 
this episode should be just called like uh, Infinity Circles because we're gonna be circling back like a couple times. It's all a, it's all a spiral, baby. You just gotta you just gotta widen that angle, and you can you see the language of the universe. <laughs> this this was great. I mean, uh, so you, you you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, you know, from my nose, this is a very cinematic album, hmm. uh, which might have something to do with the album title "Wide Angle." Perhaps I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, tracks like uh, "Sniper." Oh my god, that's my favorite. This oh. that was my favorite of these. Sniper was your favorite? Uh huh. Oh my god, that's great because that's like the one of the more like the uh, more like intense ones, and that's like the one I would compare that to any Crystal Method gear up. Let's fuck shit up to him. Like, um, uh, it, uh, yeah. The strings in that, which I didn't realize the strings were actually performed live. I think it was like a Russian symphony. Yeah, they hired like a Russian symphony to do, to do, to do them. Uh, and I think, the, I think they sourced the strings from a lot of different groups, but yeah, mostly this Russian symphony. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, so they're, they're real strings. Like, and you can tell, cause like, you, you can feel like the, you know, just like the, the pentamenti, the fingers on the on the bows and stuff. It, it's hard to uh, synthesize that. It sounded like so much about this felt like a really badass, like especially especially sniper, like a James Bond theme. You know, like, yeah. And I, and I love that. I think I've made I've I may have made that comparison before, but um, um, yeah, it incorporates those strings for super dramatic effect. I really love that one. Um, Dude, the theme from a wide angle has a killer, like, I, it's got to be like Stratocaster guitar part. It's like slappy. It reminds me of like Eric Clapton's like guitar in the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, and, the, like, the, like the melodramatic guitar, like, walking, yeah. like, wow. Like, yeah. Awesome. Very okay. Cool. 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 Very dig, like, dig, dig. Very cool. And so and I had to look it up because as a guitar player, I loved it. Uh, guitarist was named Lee Russell. So shout mm -hmm. out Lee Russell. Uh, and then uh, I don't want to mess up the name. Sinequanon. Sinequanon. Yeah. Has uh, features a French rapper named Soon EMT. Mm hmm. And it reminded me of it, and I had to go back because I was like, wait, I know we've listened to an album that, you know, predominantly featured a, a French MC. And I think it was off of another one of my favorites. Was it Remedy? I I think it was the Avalanches. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Flight Tonight featuring Saiyan Super Crew. Super, Super okay. Uh, I thought it was an Armand song, but I, I couldn't. Hmm. Might have been remedy. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. But I start. I started hearing that Portishead um, sound that, that you talked about in Fatal Beating. That was the one. I, I mentioned Portishead only only to to describe like uh, with our the previous data of the show. But like, uh, it's not. I wouldn't. You know, Portishead is half the tempo here, and and but like the the moodiness, the strings, the uh, the the vocals. Are all like you know, seemingly like you know, daring you to, you know, if I survive, like you'll be sorry. Like, like I love if I survive. I think it's great. Um, but but you know, it's not. It's 
you know, not part of said, but but um, uh, what did you think of like the breakbeat drums and all that? I thought they were great. Um, the album, this album sounded wonderful. Uh, which when we oh, get man. My, when we get into my album, it's gonna be pretty neat because I I heard a lot of my album in this one, which was really cool. Um, yeah, might be another first for the show. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, so it has like the opening track is opening credits, but if I survive is the real opening. Yeah, there's like a little in, there's a intro or a uh, what you might call a uh, like a prologue or. You know, oh, uh, uh, an overture. Oh, uh, nice. Because it's a symphony, you know. You're you're crushing like the verbiage tonight, man. Like you yeah. used, you used befuddled earlier, and it just like blew my mind. I was like, damn. <laughs> my vocabulary is crushing tonight. <laughs> All right. No, I mean, if you if you were to look on like my my like Spotify, like literally like. Pretty much every song from "If I Survive" to "Fatal Beating" and on is hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was this was such a treat, uh, and one I'm for sure gonna return to. And come come January 2023, I, I don't know if this is gonna unseat the Kim Brothers. Whoa, you liked it that much? I really enjoyed this one, man. Oh, I love that. I, I, I love it. Um, it's excellent. You know, hybrid. I've got the album right here. Uh, oh, uh, so that, okay. So you answered the question already. <laughs> Would you buy uh, the album? Oh, I'm, uh, for the listeners, I'm holding up my copy of of uh, Wide Angle. This is actually, yeah, it's called Wider Angle. It's a special edition vinyl. It's a it's a four piece vinyl set. And I, that's just, this is how I discovered the album. I didn't listen to it on CD or streaming or anything. I I listened to it track by track, plate by plate. And so they kind of, you know, it's kind of like a DJ edition of the of the tracks and all that. Um, but like all, all these tracks that kind of blew my mind when I was DJing out, uh, you know, early on, you know, playing like trance tunes and like, um, but I also liked, I, I liked the broken beat sound, like instead of like four, four, doof, 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 they would do break, you know, break beat, which is like, which is just, inherently more interesting um but th- there are there are there are a couple four four tunes on here but the little switch in and out of that that drum pattern which i think is very interesting now now he he's programming these beats right like these aren't sampled like these are programmed right um yes as far as i know the drums are programmed but they might have some live elements to them they might have gotten some drummers in the studio blah 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 uh and there, there's certainly some sampled like drum loops in there you can hear and there's something some like dj scratching and stuff too yeah which is pretty uh, cool i didn't i didn't write it in my notes but there's one song i'm trying to think it might be dreaming your dreams or beach coma really prominent like scratching like really and so the whole you know the whole point of the show is coming into it as you say is like i you know i'm coming into it you know, uh, uh, an electronica novice. So, I my my mind kind of connects what I hear to what I know. And mm-hmm. there's, and I wish I would have wrote it down. I was driving, <laughs> um, but the scratching reminded me of uh, DJ Lethal from Limp Biscuit. <laughs> okay, I heard that. And I was like, 
Oh, that sounds like <laughs> Lethal. I always loved DJ Lethal. I thought he was really, really interesting. Added a very cool element. And he was also in House of Pain. Um, oh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I, I was when the, when the scratching popped up. I thought that was like really cool because um, before that it was more like a like you know Crystal Method, very like you know drum heavy with some like really cool like uh, synth action. But when that the scratching came in. It added just like another layer, like another, another texture to it, and it made it even more uh, interesting. Yeah, there's, there's a certain like uh, pristine and clean and like uh, high fashion sort of element to like the production here, and then to hear like them kind of drop things out and hear like DJs like, uh, and then you know and like you know before we get back into the song and all that is is an interesting element to add. I, I think. I think that was an influence by Brian Tranzo, uh, BT. They're, they're buddies with BT and he likes to add, like, he likes, he's another broken beat guy and he likes to bubble it up, as they say. Uh, and, and like, you know, you know, create cool, like, drum rolls with, like, scratching and add, like, the scratch element on that. These guys aren't necessarily like, scratch DJs or anything, but, like, the, but the, they like that sound and they'll put it on top of this really, intense like you know cinematic symphonic uh you know beauty it's the same kind of the same way as portishead would yeah we didn't know this was this felt like it felt like a soundtrack for a movie i really wanted to see yeah yeah i i adored this one and so the question is will would you buy the vinyl? Elliot already owns the vinyl. Yeah. Uh, so if I found this in the wild, would I buy the vinyl? 100%. Absolutely. Awesome. This, this was a very cool one. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh, they, the hybrid went on to be like, it's kind of this, this sort of um, collective idea of producers and like that had a similar mindset. And they wanted to like do a lot of uh, movie stuff, like scores and like, and, and, and everything. And, the hybrid was very well known in the DJ world for their remixes. They have remixed hundreds and hundreds of tunes. I have several of them. They are much sought after in like the in the dance music world, especially they were like this kind of um because they're breakbeats, but they're they're breakbeat. So the breakbeat DJs would play hybrid, but so would the trance guys because they have that beautiful like melodic element to them. So to get a hybrid remix of a cool trance tune, we know it's going to be like a broken beat thing, um, and it's going to be awesome. And they'll have they'll add some string elements, or at least use the melodic elements of this trance tune and make an awesome broken beat uh, remix, almost making their own genre. Like it's oh, the hybrid remix is like a much sought after thing. If you grab a 12 inch record, like oh I can I think I like this song, and you flip it over, there's a hybrid remix on it. You're you're getting it because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you talked about the you know their 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 film work. It looks like, according to the Wikipedia page, they did a lot of stuff with Tony Scott. Um, uh huh. In like the, the early aughts, and um, they were just kind of all over the place. Or, you know, this, this collective was. Hey, hey, Elliot. Um, yeah. Did did Hybrid happen to to do any remixes of uh, highly influential? Um, British goth industrial electronic artists? I can't tell. No. 
I don't think so. No? Oh. Um, okay, I was listening to Hybrid earlier and, and, and Depeche Mode, and I was thinking like, man, uh, Hybrid sure did a lot of, do a lot of remixes. I need to be sure to bring that up to Jake on the show. And then, and I, so I, I found the wiki page for all their remixes, and it's just staggering, staggering. <laughs> um, and, and then like, I was listening to Depeche Mode, uh, or sorry, I was listening to this, uh, you know, this cool, you know, goth uh, new wave band, and and I was like, wait, there, ha there has to, there has to be. So I run, I run, and I look under the section of D because it's alphabetized. That's how many remixes they've done, and it's not there. It's not there. I don't see it. Then I'm like, no, I don't, I don't buy it. So it turns out in 2011, Hybrid, we're, we're putting together a greatest hits album, which is code for we need money for the new the next album. Um, but they, but they, but they did this like fan thing where, hey, everyone vote and we'll do a remix of any song, any artist or whatever. And all these uh, fans like sent in submissions, and the one that they ended up covering, which is why it wasn't technically on the remix list, um, uh, uh, was a song called "Enjoy the Silence." Hey, what? Hey, that song comes out on an album called Violator. <laughs> So yeah, I totally own that. My mom gave me my. I inherited this from my mom. Your mom gave you Violator? Yeah. It's a sexy album for your mom to give you. I know. Uh, probably why I should be in therapy. No, I'm just <laughs> Reach out, touch face. First time I ever did a tequila shot, I literally like fell over afterwards. I'd, I'd never had tequila before. And I was like, all right, let's do it. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was like, and, and yeah, that was bad. You, 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 you pulled a Doc Brown and back to the feature three? Yeah. Like, <laughs> bam, bam, he hits the ground. <laughs> uh, not, not enough people reference back to the feature three, so I love that. <laughs> all right all right so where were we <laughs> we just segued into the past mode all right uh so my album this week uh was one that it kind of just snuck up on me it was one of those uh you know i didn't realize this album came out in the 90s uh oh mm. i think because so much I think because this this next artist is so closely associated with the 80s, I thought like the majority of their, you know, really, you know, good stuff, for lack of a better word, came out in the 80s. Um, so when I found out that this one came out in 1990, I was like, we have got to discuss this one because I think this is a really interesting record, uh, especially um, in the context of this show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I pro predominantly do, you know, 
radio rock and you know the occasional like hip-hop album um but this one is kind of neither this one would be more of an elliot pick on any other day i i would argue um but we are doing 1990s violator by depeche mode awesome some absolute classics in here jake oh man stone cold stone cold classics um what what genre is this like okay since we're talking about that you know this would be an only pick i assume because there's electronic elements and stuff um but like is this is this post-punk is this new wave like what what or is this you know what what what, what, what would I, I know there's like a relationship with new order and joy division somewhere there um and like and shared producers and this and that i believe but like uh what what, what what would you, how would you define this? What section of the record store would this be in? Man, I, it would probably be in rock and pop for sure. Um, right. But that is, that is muddy waters uh, for sure. Um, Depeche Mode, it's, they're kind of, kind of all over the place. Um, and this album is a really good indicator of that if you listen to like a lot of their earlier stuff, you think of like their songs, like, uh, I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. Like full blown, like new wave, you know, is that Depeche mode? Yes. Is it really? Uh-huh. Who did I think that was? Did you think it was, uh, erasure or. Yeah, it sounds more like an erasure tune. Yeah, it absolutely does. Like bum bum ba dum ba dum bum bum. It's pretty close to. It's, it's pretty close to. Dun, 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 I want you to stop. Which is a great tune. It's a great tune. So my brother. I tried to discover. Fuck. All right. Go ahead, uh, please. Did you know that the mastermind and the mastermind and songwriter behind Erasure was actually in? Depeche Mode in the early 80s. Is this um, the, the the producer Snoke? Uh, no. It, he does look like Snoke, actually. <laughs> Vince Clark. Wait. Wait. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> we, we think about, like, Snoke from Star Wars? Because he does kind of look like Snoke. No, it's a funny... Oh, Flood. Oh, Flood. Flood is the producer on this one. Is he not? Oh, oh. No, um... Well, no, no. So, break it Vin- down. Vince Clark um, uh, was a member of Depeche Mode and was behind the songs "I Just Can't Get Enough." Okay. So he was in Depeche Mode early '80s and left Depeche Mode and started Erasure and Yazoo. Yaz. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Um. Yeah. Of course. So. Yeah, so he went off and he, you know, um, he started these, you know, these really great electronic pop bands. Kind of, kind of Gary Newman-y, right? Like yeah. uh, Cars style, like like like, like pop sensibilities, like almost taking like lifting uh, like uh, 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 melodies from the '50s and like putting them into synths and like, and, like but like, and then like but 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 with like a one a danceable tempo and and synth. Thanks. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think one of those one of those great examples can be found in uh, off of last year's um, soundtrack episode. Can't hardly wait. 
All I needed was the love you gave. Love. Was that oh. one of the ones that was like left off the soundtrack? Inexplicably, yes. It's a crime against humanity. We need to talk to Ethan about that. I know. Ethan, Ethan, if you're listening, come on the show. We come on the show, about- man. We've got a whole segment just ready for you. Um, but yeah, so this guy, Vince Clark, founding member of Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he ends up leaving the band and uh, Michael, I'm sorry, Martin Gore takes over as like the main songwriter. Uh, and this is where you get these um, darker, more gothic songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Although this album, I, I, in my research for it, it sounds like it sounds like Martin Gore um, would bring songs to. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He would bring songs pretty much com- completed to the recording sessions. Um, but this song, but this album, it sounds like they went into it a little bit more collaborative, and he would just bring like kind of like scratch demos, and they would build up from there. Little, little more on the spot, like, like, like. Let's see what happens in the studio, kind of stuff. Yeah, and you're right. So uh, earlier you said uh, Mark Ellis, aka Flood, was the producer behind this one. Yeah, um, who's going to? He's got. He's still working and has gone on to produce everyone. Oh man, I just clicked over to his page and yeah, it's, it's insane. Of- like you two and every and uh, like uh, all uh, yeah. Yeah, Erasure's on there. Nice. Of course. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it be? Pumpkins. So, kind of a lot of my artists, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one, uh, how would I describe Depeche Mode? Um, gothic. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I would, you know, you always think of Depeche Mode, you think of like the leather, uh, the the drama, um, the elec- the electronic. I, I What was so cool is I always thought of like Depeche Mode was like this like synth bass band but then you hear like guitar on this record from martin gore which is really cool especially on like the hits like uh mm-hmm. jesus um elliot yeah. what is your history with depeche mode do you have you listened to them for a while are you what's up um uh i'm a fan uh i've got a history in that like i every depeche mode song i enjoy that hurt like um and i would pick up like uh just hearing them on the radio whatever i'm like this is great you know it's you two with less guitar it's uh <laughs> and, oh. and 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 no drummer um it's essentially but like but but replace bono with morrissey it, it, there's like some heartbreak here that there, but like oh but also this and like uh, this inherent like romantic sexiness like you know your lips are mine and and stuff and, and which i dug it's like dark and you know um they could only be covered in leather like uh th- th- there's a we shouldn't but we must kind of element to this stuff and it's quite deeply romantic and l- listening to the full album i don't think i've actually ever actually listened to the entire album all the way through like i have got loads and loads of their 12 inches and of course you know uh, you know, remixes of theirs and stuff. There's a really great Timo Moss remix of, uh, you know, um, Enjoy the Silence. Enjoy the Silence is like one of my favorite tunes. It's amazing. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'll play this stuff out. It's always a good go-to. Everyone's going to enjoy it. Um, 
not like the arc of the band, like the story, I think the album, like like ideas I don't, I'm not too familiar with. Like what are they really trying to say here? Why is it called Violator? Like what's going on? Like what's the central idea here? Um, uh, but, but it's always a good time. And when this stuff, <laughs> cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave it in. Just, I don't uh, <laughs> but like, but like, you know, when this stuff pops on, when you're at the club or the bar dancing around, like it's, it'll, it'll, it'll annihilate. It, it, it'll, oh, it'll, yeah. it'll violate. And, and like, it's undeniably cool. And the, the scene, the, I think the Depeche Mode of it all and the, erasure and the new order and the joy division of it all kind of had a resurgence in the hipster culture yeah of of which i was kind of part of when i well i don't think i've brought this up before but i used to live in new york <laughs> did, did you did you used to live in new york <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did no you know what like i i will say as a as a as a guy who I can count on one hand the amount of hours I've spent in New York. I was probably seven or eight years old. Um, I've never been back as an adult. Uh, so in, in no way am I being sarcastic when I say, you know, no, I want to hear stories about New York. I, I'm I'm fascinated by it, that, you know, Ed. so no, please go on. Well, I'll, I'll say this, like, um, like I, I had tangentially uh, learned about Depeche Mode and, and done a little digging and, and and dug their tunes when I was like living in Michigan and like and then in, in Florida and then back to Michigan for a bit and then like DJing out and stuff like that. The the, the uh, Depeche Mode element was there. Like you would hear a remix, you would hear a sample, you would hear uh, an element of some of their tunes. And then like when I moved to New York. Um, and this has a point, I promise. I'm not just bragging that I lived there for a minute. Um, Go uh, going to like hipster bars and like um, in Brooklyn and stuff like that, like they didn't want to hear what I was trying to play. They didn't want to hear like cutting edge Detroit techno or cutting edge like London drum and bass. They wanted to hear Depeche Mode yeah. because it was like the coolest stuff to be into. It was very hip to be into this stuff. It was very hip to be like, oh, I... I've got a first edition uh, cut of like, you know, Violator. I've got, you know, like, yeah. And I play it on my shitty record player. Um, like, like it's, it, it's cool to like know these quote old tunes, 1990. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, you know, and so it's like, okay, it's just, it was just, it was just like a culture shock kind of thing. Like, Oh, they just want to hear these classics. And, and I, you know, I played them all the time uh, happily because they're fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much to this album. Um, and they, they, it's all really fantastic stuff. It's, it's hard to get around um, the album's biggest songs, though. Uh, Personal Jesus and Enjoy the Silence. Yeah. yeah. There is like a certain like you say like you said Morrissey meets you two perfectly. 
Um, yeah, do, would, you, would you agree with that? Like the, the, the longing in his voice, stuff like that, it's kind of there. Absolutely, it was like, it's like a longing, but also like, I could care less, you know, kind of like. Detached longing. I like that. Episode title. Episode title, yes. <laughs> that works for hybrid too, I think. Yeah. Oh. Um, from uh, David Gahan, uh, or, or, or Gahan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's almost, it's effortless with him you know it's like he's just he's singing about these like really dramatic themes uh and i, I know a ton of like depeche modes um uh, lyrical content it all deals with like sex and religion and love and lust but he's doing it and just so like effortlessly and the the reverb on his voice i just adore um, this is a sound that I've chased probably most of my adult life as a songwriter, um, trying to create like electronic driven music. Uh, I, I'm, I play guitar, um, for, I play Brag. guitar for, Brag. 20, uh, I play guitar for, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, for about 20 years now. Um, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm constantly looking for ways to record music without the guitar, you know? Mm. Um, I'll, I'll like write a chord structure and I'm like, okay, I'll put the guitar down and I'll know like, okay, these are the chords I'm playing. I want to write a synth song or mid- a song using like MIDI synths with what I have on the guitar. And I think it's a lot of it is because, you know, spending a lot of time of listening to Enjoy the Silence or, you know, Personal mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, it's, it's, it's a sound I've, I've, I've been chasing a long time and it was really cool to like envelop myself in this record. Um, yeah. Uh, l- listening back to the full, full album, did you have like a deep cut that isn't one of the hits that, that's, that uh, um, popped out to you that you're like, oh wow, this one's great? Probably Sweetest Perfection. Well, that's also kind of a hit though, right? Is Sweetest it? Perfection. Oh yeah. I'm going into this like, I have like, three a handful maybe three if i'm being totally honest with the listener and my partner here mm-hmm. uh, depeche mode songs that like i go to uh-huh. like, if they, like if they play out if they're played out at like a bar or something like that hell yeah i will get up and sing i just can't get enough I'll forget I'll it. Get, you know um swedish perfection I, i'm kind of going in this one with a blank with a blank uh blank palette you know a, a, a clean slate clean slate blank power yeah oh <laughs> fine yeah a, a, a tabula rasa tabula rasa don't fuck with my vocabulary tonight i'm i'm on fire no you are on fire i'm slipping i'm slipping through the cracks no you're fine <laughs> um, yeah so having having gone into this one uh like kind of like a newbie um mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Swedish Perfection. Um, yeah, I love the production on World in My Eyes, the opener. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for the night. And- Dude, waiting for the night. That was that was the one that popped for me. Waiting for the night. I was like, wow, there's something going on here. This is special. And, and like it was cool because like, I've heard you know these. I've heard like yeah the singles and like the hits and all and and I think I've been so uh, my. my memory of Depeche Mode has been so influenced by the, the remixes I keep on I keep on hearing all the time and playing like uh, to hear the raw album versions um, was cool and waiting waiting for the night 
really kind of blew me away. Um, also hearing the like very much, also hearing the uh, like the raw album cuts of these songs, like they're quite minimal. There's not a lot of elements going on. Yes, yeah. There's not there's not a ton of production. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. um, it's all just like synth and electric drums and like occasional electric guitar from Gore. Um, My favorite favorite speaking of the minimal production, like um, everyone will just drop like a bomb like piano key and it like ignites my heart like i don't know it's beautiful stuff it's really it's quite emotional and very um effective music i don't know absolutely and that's why i think these these two albums i think this might be the one where we we did it what we we hit the mark uh of pairing two albums together Huh? I, I think you know wide angle and violator just go hand in hand if you were to make a mix of these two albums i think it would be it would it would sync up amazing yeah it would work perfectly and and hybrid covers uh um, um enjoy the silence uh, did you listen to that that i sent the oh, it was remix I sent? yeah 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 it's pretty wild right um and I think that's probably charlotte singing on that on that one right not i Cruz. think that i think yeah i think that's charlotte yeah not the other girl you know jake who do you think like our modern day depeche mode is mm, billy eilish oh that makes much more sense than what i thought of a second ago <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, yeah. Because she has like like a cool production, pop sensibilities, lovely melodies, but the but the production is kind of minimal. Uh, I was gonna go with uh, the national. Um, oh, uh, that's another good one. Like just I mean, maybe vocals alone, like like the uh, like like subdued and yet operatic sort of. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Kind of gothic too. No, I, I I'm on there. I'm right there with you. Okay. Yeah, Billy. I, I want Billy Eilish to cover some Depeche Mode, man. Oh, I, I, Billy Eilish you know, <laughs> can do no wrong. I, 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 she's just incredibly, you know, talented, and 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 her brother uh, Phineas, who produces all her stuff. Uh, yeah, is also they they won the they won the Academy Award for No Time to Die. They sure did. I think she was like the first. We said we're not going to talk about the Academy Awards. The first, the first person born in the 21st century to win an Academy Award. Is that right? She, she's the real deal, like man. Wow. Uh, I don't, I don't know my Eilish albums. I like don't know her discography too well. I remember the first time listening to, and I'm totally John a blank, but her first record, mm-hmm. and listening to it and being like. Oh man, like this is special. <laughs> like this is like really special because nothing sounds. She's no one sounds like her, and she sounds like no one. And yeah, and she had a really great. Uh, Billy had had a really great um, hosting gig on SNL uh, last Christmas. If, if you ever stumble upon it, she crushed it. She hosted. She hosted she... and did musical. Oh boy, that's a heavy. Wow, that's a long. That's a long night. Jake, are you familiar with um, the Swedish band The Knife? They covered 
I know their cover of the Jorge Gonzalez song or Jose Gonzalez song. Am I thinking of the wrong band? Or no, did Jose Gonzalez the, cover them? You're thinking of the right band, but Jose covered them. Okay. <laughs> no, I only laugh because that's a fine misunderstanding to have. Like I've like literally had this same conversation with someone before, but they but they fought back at me about it. Like no, actually, the knife did uh, did that song. Uh, um, uh, the song is. Uh, Oh, thank you. Heartbeats, of course. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I only bring that up because it's another brother and sister duo. Um, the sister really? sings, and the brother and the brother the brother produces the music, and uh, they came out before Billie Eilish, and I think they are taking some cues from the knife. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, talking about covers um, from Depeche Mode, so. Uh, it's, it's hard to get around Personal Jesus and enjoy the silence. This Violator is a great album. 100% yeah. listen to it. Are those two Absolutely. songs, are those two songs like, you know, five out of five stars? Absolutely. Like, yeah. So those, you know, so it's listen to the album, but those are just pretty much perfect songs, perfect alternative, gothic, electronic songs um mm -hmm. yeah uh, i would argue that you know artists today are still chasing that sound um mm. but uh so if you are into covers check out Anne berlin's cover of enjoy the silence mm. um berlin was like an emo rock band um uh, still around but from the early aughts uh and then check out johnny cash's cover of personal jesus yeah, is that on his last album? That one's on American Four, the one with Hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last album recorded during his lifetime. Uh, I think the American oh. Five and Six uh, they came out after he passed, and they were you know well made of, of, of pre-recorded stuff, obviously. But um, but yeah, I see. Johnny Cash's Personal Jesus, killer. Awesome. And I would, I would recommend, uh, uh, you know, just YouTube it hybrids cover of enjoy the silence. This, if you, that, if you enjoy, if you enjoyed both bands, that's the first time this has ever happened. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised. I, I was really waiting for the prodigy cover of sugar rays, 1459. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's interesting because like, I, You'd think it would happen on Fat Boy. The Fat Boy covering Sugar Ray makes total sense. But like, um, but yeah, Prodigy didn't 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 do a lot of remixes. Like maybe like a handful. But uh, uh, but this one just, I'm like, no, knowing Hybrid's history, I'm like, they must have. How could they have not have covered, you know, or remixed a Depeche Mode? Yeah. It was, so. it, was, it was such a treat. So, yeah, uh, total total recommend. Check out Violator. Um, we answered, we already answered the question. Would you buy the vinyl? Would you buy Violator? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just, I my uh, my mom actually, I I inherited my mom and dad's record collection, uh, and I was going through and kind of flipping through, and I was like, okay, like the had the standard like, you know, Casey and the Sunshine Band, like you know, yes, yeah. soundtracks popular today, and then I stumbled upon uh, Depeche Mode, and was like, whoa. <laughs> like wow thanks mom 
So. Is that where you is that is that where you found them, or or you know you, you knew about them and you just happened to have it? Um, I think I, I think I may have first heard Depeche Mode. It, it was probably just can't get enough. Um, yeah, of course. That yeah. I I have, I have a lot of memories of listening to that one um, as a kiddo. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think this one was a big success. Like, I think I, this might be a hard episode to top. Um, yeah, this is one of our best episodes ever. Um, you know what? I think this is one of our best episodes ever. I because agree. we're good enough. We're smart enough. And doggone it, people like us. <laughs> Shout out to uh, everyone in Manchester listening. Hey, uh, so yeah, if you're if you're listening right now in Manchester, thank you for listening. Uh, it's a total honor uh, to be to be broadcasting to y'all. Um, it's because you said that's your favorite music city, Manchester. I, I've thought about it a lot since that episode. It really is. I mean, you. I mean, that's far out, man. You just you can't beat it. Like there's like just there's just fire. So. Um, Oh, no, shout out to everyone in Manchester and wherever you are listening to this. Thank you for yeah. listening. And uh, I think I speak for Elliot and I when it, you know, it is a total pleasure to be able to talk about music and to have folks that are interested, listen to it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of our more uh, quicker discussions, almost as if uh, in a uh, hurried fashion or in other words, a Depeche mode. Oh, I looked up the meaning of the word. You you are better researchers than I than I because I no no not really I just did that like <laughs> an hour before we started like what does that mean like is that like ala mode like you know in the fashion like oh oh right Depeche like, uh, Depeche mode in the, in, a, in a in a hurried fashion. Well, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I've been cooking up this next episode or next idea. Of, for a while, for a couple weeks now. What? So, I uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Are you gonna do? You're, as long as you stick to the rules, and you're not gonna go hairy like to, <laughs> with it. What? No, I'm not gonna steal air oh, from air. You. Okay, oh. no, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, uh, off show, Jake and I. I almost lost my mind, and I feel bad about it now. <laughs> I feel bad about it, and I shouldn't have reacted that way, but... <laughs> you, cur- you cursed me out, you know, uh, very harshly. Uh, it's yeah. okay, though. I understand. I said, get the name of that band out your fucking mouth! <laughs> In so many words, yes, that is true. No, I... No, okay. <laughs> so, so Jake discovered Air French Band on his own, and God bless him. But like it's been on my list for the whole fucking time, and like and like, but like no, but you're of course allowed to uh, suggest that one. I I can't take that away from you. Um, so I would I would never. This is a band. So if you've seen uh, <laughs> classic Heath Ledger movie Ten Things I Hate About You, um, it's the scene where JGL throws the flyers to Bogey Lowenstein's party down the stairwell. And it's the song, the song is playing and it's 
you remember the scene? Like the flyers are, are floating down. It's a gorgeous scene in this like in this like teen movie that's also based on a Shakespeare story. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie since high school. I don't I don't remember. Is it sexy boy? It's sexy boy. Okay, sexy boy. and like and for years that scene has just like lived in the back of my mind and i was like oh wow and i i stumbled across um rolling stones top 100 albums of the 90s and lo and behold there is air now they're air french band that's their full name i think air parenthetical french band just to uh to denote them or to 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 specify so you know we'll inevitably cover this uh again when we talk about this album i'm I'm gonna defer it to you i'm gonna defer it to my to my electronica brother over here i'm gonna defer. all right okay Um, would you be bummed out if i was like okay next next time counting crows what album (laughs) i don't know because i don't like them at all so uh uh you know and i just hey man that's my wheelhouse like <laughs> but see you know we'll we'll talk about it. we get it, this is a funky ep- that's a funky album because it could get go either way um <laughs> no you're right you're right so you can um, you can you can bring it up if you want i'm not gonna do that next time i'm not gonna do it for the next episode but like you're allowed to if you I, insist I they and they famously did the the music for virgin suicides uh Sophia, yeah Sophia Coppola movie yeah and I, the the art for that, maybe because the movie takes place in the seventies, looks very retro. You know, even the art for um, the the air album. It's called Moon Safari. Moon Safari, Monarch. Oh my God, Zippin' Mimos. Uh, it's, you got the M and the O, right? And it's none of the <laughs> other letters. I I, I I thought like, oh, that's a, that's a band from the seventies. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, and then I realized they came out from the nineties, and I nineties. Stu- Oh my lord! Um, and I listened to this record for the first time and absolutely fell in love with it. That's all we'll say. I'll save the rest for when we talk about that album. Um, what, what's your pick? Because you, you you were amping it up like it's okay. some big reveal. So last time, I don't know why, but I thought my partner Elliot did not like this coming this this night. <gasps> oh my goodness! I don't know. I I I. You know, in five years of friendship, I don't, you know, I, I just, you know, somebody talks about music over Lone Stars and Elliot drinks. I was like, oh, yeah, Elliot doesn't like the U2. Oh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring them up. But, I just made a joke or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. But now that I know that I have the green light for U2. You get the, you've got the green light for anything you want, Jake. That's how the show works. <laughs> Truly. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't banned. want to put you through another ray of light situation, though. Where I'm just mad the whole time and sound like a dick, and you come off scot free, and like everyone listening is like, I like that Jake guy. Elliot should introduce you to him because <laughs> they, they are bored of my friendship and my angst. no, not, not at all. You're, <laughs> you're the standard for, for good friends, um, <laughs> you're the control for good friends. There you go. Oh, hey, look at that. So this one I'm very excited to listen to uh, or to discuss. Um, it's a it came out a year after Violator. Uh, will we hear some Violator in this one? I'm not sure. I personally think this one is a masterpiece. 
Oh, wow. Uh, so next week, we are going to discuss 1991's Octung Baby by you. Oh, boy. Bonus, though. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Yeah. It's not on this album. It, it would probably be more associated with Zuropa. Um, uh-huh. uh, along with Octung Baby, I would like you to listen to U2's Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me off of the Batman Forever soundtrack. That's one of my favorite U2 songs. Oh, it's killer. I'm so excited to dive in. Spoiler alert. It's one of my favorite songs by U2. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm excited to talk. We're, we're doing Octung Baby? What? Octung Baby. Octung! Beep, beep. Um, as Adam Scott would say, Octung, baby! <laughs> Octung! Beep, beep. All right. You want to you know what my pick is? Let's hit me. Hit me. Um, in the year 1997, uh, we're doing Prodigy Fat of the Land. <gasps> no doing it. way. The Prodigy Fat of the Land. Oh, smack my bitch up, breathe, fire starter, fire starter. Oh, uh, 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 um, and and then uh, minefields. We're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get into the deep cuts of it, uh, and we're, we're just gonna do it. Let's just do it. I've been waiting too long. Fat of the land. Let's go. Welcome There's back. a giant crab on the fr- front cover. It's it's gonna be beautiful. I can't Welcome wait. Back Keith Flint and Co. to the show. The actual fire starter himself. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to our, 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 and I always, I always met jilted music for the jilted generation. Yeah. That was, that was our second album episode. Yeah. Nailed so it. we're doing, we're, we're going to, let's do Fat of the Land. If you go back to that, I talk about Fat of the Land as, you know, this, that's the Prodigy album I know. I'm very excited. So, all right. YouTube versus Prodigy. YouTuber surprise you. I'm here for it. Hell yeah. That'll be an awesome one. That'll be a great discussion. Octum Baby versus Fat of the Land. All right. I'm excited. This is that. like, this is a big album, man. This is two big albums. Two, two big albums. Yeah. All right. We're doing it. Uh, well, before we go, I, I think it would be good to, to acknowledge a passing of a true 90s icon uh, of a true 90s uh, band. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we lost oh. Taylor oh. Hawkins uh, from the Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah. Uh, he drummed with them for, I think, uh, for 20 years, uh, constantly by Dave Grohl's side, and uh, just always seemed like a really positive person and uh, a really, you know, wonderful and uh virtuosic musician so uh if you know it's hard to not be a fan of the Foo Fighters uh if you were affected by his passing know that uh Sip and Mimos was right there with you um yeah yeah true joy to have seen play music all these years and um was very sad to to hear of his passing yeah um uh yeah truly an amazing musician and like, and by all accounts, a lovely dude. And, you know, if it's not even just the idea of this show inherently, we have this stuff, you know, in our past and, and these recordings, uh, we'll always have them. So it kind of lasts forever. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll always have that. 
And another really cool thing, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the episode, but Taylor Hawkins actually toured with Alanis Morissette on the Jagged Little Pill Tour. How cool is that? And that's where they he actually met Dave and the Foo Fighters. Uh, oh, wow. How yeah. cool. Wow. Uh, so RIP Taylor Hawkins, thank you for all the music. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I speak for millions of people that you were incredibly missed. So, yeah. Yeah. But all right, man. Well, next time we got Prodigy. <laughs> and, and you too. And you too. All right. I'm looking forward to it, dude. Uh, this has been an absolute joy. Uh, to everyone listening, thank you so much. Just thanks. Um, and the, the things that podcasts ask you to do, tell your friends, like, star, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just, just share and tell your friends. And, and, and if not, just enjoy it. We appreciate you. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when Elliot... Um, he was just like, Hey, we have a lot, we had, we had a lot of listeners overseas. I was just like, what, you know, <laughs> like for someone that, you know, can only dream of that stuff uh, to hear that actually happen was really a dream come true. Um, and so wherever you are, but we you're, be that you're overseas or you're down the street. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We are just, just so grateful for the opportunity to be silly and talk about nineties music, uh, uh, with each other um with with listeners like you so thank you thank you a hundred times thank you <laughs> yeah absolutely uh and to everyone out there just um try and do your best to uh stay sipping hey stay sipping mm-hmm.